Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast, a show about self-discovery and lifestyle tips for moms. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life, and hardships. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. Morning, Kelly. Hi, good morning. How are you doing? Surviving. How about you? I'm thriving. Great. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not excited about your thriving. You know what I want to say? I don't know where you are in your kitchen reno, but something I thought about last night is it's so crazy how technology goes really fast. And we redid our kitchen in 2017. And I thought we were so smart and we got all the USB plugs in our kitchen mm-hmm. and USB plugs are out and USB-C plugs are in uh, and I got an Apple watch and no chargers come with the adapter for the wall plug. Yes. And I was like scrounging around and I was like, damn you technology if I would have put USB-Cs in my new kitchen. So my question for you is, do you guys have USB-C ports in your new kitchen? We actually don't have either oh. right now. In fact, the feature while we have we have the smaller cabinets we added to kind of look like a library wall with secret doors in fact one of the kids's friends came over and he's so cute and he's a little can't stay in his arms and he was like Mm -hmm. what are all these doors for (laughs) and i was like yes that was the goal to confuse people you know i think your goal was just if our listeners don't know kelly is a hide and go seek master I it am. Is really you, so. I'm so glad that you recognize that. I really so like, I should like put that on my LinkedIn profile. It's like a thing I'm proud of. Or it's a way to hide from your children. We can't find mom and you're secretly reading a book in one of your hidden doors. I'm always like the kids play. They always play hide and seek when they have friends over. And I'm always like, I'm a hider consultant. So please let me know where <laughs> if you need help, I will find a location for you. I'm like, oh, that hurts. I can't. I'm like, get in there. You'll be out. You're fine. I mean, there's air um, for 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. We have this electronics cubby and we had the electrician put like plugs in and I, we were like, oh, we should have put USB-C and we haven't done anything, but it's their four, four holes. Yeah. So we have plugs everywhere though, to your Here's- point. In fact, we laughed because the electrician's bill is like double, but you know plugs. what, when they're like, when do you... Where do you guys want to put in plugs? Oh, where should we put in plugs? Yeah. Let's put some here and here. Yeah. There's one we couldn't do. We moved our microwave into our island. And so we used to have plugs on two sides of our island. But with the breaker and like everything, by adding the microwave and the island, we couldn't do two sets of outlets. We have one big one with four plugs, but we couldn't do another one because unless we'd have to add another breaker or you know it would have been like yeah a lot of money and work to do this crazy situation but by the time your kitchen's done we'll probably be moved on to USB Z, and so it'll be like it'll be like we have a whole new usb that we i think well, you can and change you know, those the, the other thing jess is so i can talk about my new kitchen a lot because i've been there's a couple of things i have to say about it but one of them is did you Ping me on this about how they're trying to ban natural gas stoves. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I saw a long time ago. I, I saw I it a long time ago, and ago. I was like, "What?" Yeah. So, um, I 
at the time when I Googled it, it was like environmental people just saying how the the igniter emits some gas and it contributes to pollution in your house. Oh, I had read it was bad for our health. But yes, it's a health thing because of the the emissions, which is a thing. But we've had natural gas for generations. Hundreds of years. Maybe we're getting dumber and that could be the real cause. (laughs) But there's other reasons that we're getting dumber. However, have you paid your gas? Do you pay your gas bill? Yes, we pay our gas bill. As Jessica physically... Jessica does not pay the gas bill, but I am okay. sure it's paid. Have you have you seen it lately? No. Do you want me to access it? Why is it because higher now? Our bill was six hundred dollars. Holy shit! What do you use gas for? Like we literally only have gas for our burners. Don't have our heat. dryers. Heat. Oh, okay. Our heat and the stove. Now, granted, the stove contributes minimally to the situation, but are all dryers I, gas? No. Okay. We don't have a so gas jar. They're trying in Chicago, they're trying to pass a whatever law, whatever they call them in the city, to actually ban gas stoves in new constructions. And it was interesting because I kind of like was listening, I was reading the pros and cons, but I think natural gas seems to be a less renewable resource than electricity. But one of the arguments for natural gas to stay is because if you moved it all to electric, could the electrical grid support the demand on electricity? Yeah. And I think, go ahead, sorry. No. So I just thought it was an interesting, yeah, from I think a, it's changing that way, Jess. I think from everything's going to yeah, switch over. Probably, but good luck enforcing it and good luck with well, it's just This is how, think about people in 1970s who were like, we're going to have electric cars. Oh, sure. We're going to have electric and, cars. So it's going right. to happen. No, for sure. But I think that from a humanity and civilization perspective, and I understand that that's people's passion and environment and whatnot, but like, how about just, this is crazy. We stop child abuse and feed all the children first. And then we can definitely funnel when like, there's no more trauma. When we've had trauma-informed society and there's no more gun violence and people are stopped murdering each other. like. Let's shift to the gas. You know, but it's like, like really let's, guys, that's item number three on the I know, list. It's like <laughs> all the shit that's going down. We need to focus on gas when it's like, mm. but from a cooking perspective, we have had friends that had the induction tops and all that stuff. Thing. But I like, do. I agree as a, you know, cooking person that like you have more control with gas. I, I love a gas stove. I've always wanted a gas stove. We have dream stove with gas burners and uh, so that as far as i know the only thing we have gas in our home is that stove the oven is electric i i and, and the, you guys don't run your heat that often no mm-mm. like so, i remember i told you last year justin didn't even turn the heat on the entire but if you time. did even heat your pool that would be gas probably I would that's where the money would be going in yeah. the hot tub and all the stuff so we've been doing our spa a little bit for the kids and so but yeah that's so, perfect. yeah. So just um, how outdated, like, that's what I'm saying. Things are moving so fast that it's like, not only are we thinking about the ports, but now even appliances are changing so rapidly that it's like, oh, you can't use that anymore. That's not a thing anymore. And I agree. What not. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I the one thing there's a couple things I love about my new kitchen. One is my steam oven. 
which is mm-hmm. also in our island. So you have to be careful about opening it. Burning your face off. Burn or your you face could off. just like pretend you're getting a spa treatment. Yes. Facial. It's hard when I have glasses because not only is it like <laughs> slightly steam my face, but then I can't see for a while. But um, it has a defrost. It has a defrost fa- stage or setting. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I defrosted chicken in it. I hate defrosting chicken. First of all, I hate defrosting anything because I never have enough time to do it. You know how it's like the stupid shrimp you're supposed to like refrigerate overnight or fish like for I never refrigerate. I mean, right. once in a while I will, but I never do. If I can think ahead. Yes. But yeah. I did it the other day and I was like, wow, this is great. But I really never do it. Plus, like after you get something out of the freezer and after you defrost it, it's all wet and you're supposed to have it dry before you do things to it anyway. So like the whole process of defrosting is just crappy. And anyway, so I defrosted chicken in the thing. I just set it for a defrost, steam defrost, 20 minutes. And the chicken was defrosted and not burnt. You know how you do in the microwave? It's like burnt on the edges. It was all pink, like a raw breast. It was like a perfectly defrosted piece of fish. Yeah, huge fan. It's also, if you defrost, like I usually just do a quick defrost with like water, like soaking things like in a Ziploc Mm. bag in water or something. Mm. That's my quick, but you still have to change up the water and it takes a while. Whereas this was like a set it and bring in it, which I was happy about. You know what that reminds me of just saying this? Do you know what sous vide is? Yes. Okay, listener, sous vide is a way to cook where you put the food item you're cooking in a plastic, like a sealed plastic, what would you say, wrap? Or and well, then you it boil it in a it, you like yes. put it in water. Yes. So Justin went so it's so funny. He was just in Tampa. And so he and Sebastian were just going out to amazing, you know, amazing restaurants. Like Kelly and I at Podfest went to Orlando. I'm really happy. It was an intense conference. I don't feel like there was time for that. I think we were exhausted every night and we were just kind of trying to have simple meals. But we did have one decadent, delightful thing where you have cocktail, appetizer, wine, all the things. But he did that like every day. And he said he had a sous vide filet and then mm-hmm. they like encrusted it. Then they they like what's the term? Sauteed it, whatever. Skillet or something. Yeah, yeah, Put it on a skillet and it was crunchy on the outside. And he said there was no brown because we like medium and it was the most perfect thing he's ever had what do we get medium rare anyways yeah that it was pink all the way through the sous vide and it made me think huh because we took a french cooking lesson or last year and it does make me think about sous vide and different kind of cooking and it is you know we're always telling our listeners like hey when you have hobbies things you're passionate about i love baking i got a steam oven for baking and then i found out two years later that i can't have gluten and it is on my journey i'd like to do is to learn how to to bake gluten-free right but instead Mm -hmm. i just have them baking at all there's so many different ways to cook and things that we can do that i would like to learn more methods more cooking methods and things yeah i agree so the fact like so my steam oven for example it it's kind of a newer technology and you can't find a lot of online stuff or like even when you if i want to cook and you find a recipe like there's a couple that you can find called like combi that tell you how i think they're big in europe yeah because also, I don't think in Europe they did microwaves. And they're like not big into that. So yeah, because the steam oven also is a true convection oven. So anyway, I agree with you. I've been playing around with it a lot. And I realize some of this I have to kind of learn on my own. But the defrost thing, for example, which I wonder if somebody will say defrost. I wonder if it's a Kansas thing. Can I say defrost? defrost? What do I say? Defrost. Defrost. The, I don't even know. Um, Is that I didn't know what to do. Like what temperature do you put it at? 
like there are some things that aren't yeah. it's not a push a button and a ma- magically yeah. done thing so yeah some of these newer technologies it's like you're more of a pioneer and it's mm-hmm. trial and error um going back to the sous vide i believe there is a attachment of some sort to an instant pot that will do sous vide hmm, that's cool what popped in my head a couple things okay i want to shift a little bit to education it just makes me think there are some classes for instance our kids have to take physical education, right? Yes, exercise, healthy, whatnot. But really, why aren't they all making them take cooking classes? Like if you're thinking, okay, you graduate from high school, what are the life skills that you have? I think that would be so great for kids to understand food prep, you know, like mandatory, like part of graduation versus having to have like two PE credits. And that segues really quickly, listeners. I don't know if we announced it last week. I did not hear it, but Kelly has been stressed out for a year. Her son has been studying, testing, studying, testing. Kelly has been super stressed. We talk about it so much. We obsess over education. And finally, things are beginning to roll out in Chicago. And we found out that Kelly's eldest son did get accepted into one of his top choices. So that's just so exciting. I'm so proud of him. And I know that was so much work for you. And just to be relieved, that might not be where he goes, but just to know, okay, he's got a spot somewhere. I know that's super stressful. Yeah, no, it's really exciting. I agree. It is his first choice. It's one of the private schools in the city. And I actually just am going to put a blog post on my opinion of the whole Chicago testing thing for people, especially if you have seventh grade children coming up. But I... Through my experience, I want others to learn and experience um, because of the tremendous amount of anxiety and stress. Um, I think that you have to be really careful. And I think this probably goes for like college test prep stuff too. I think there's a very delicate window of time that you want to do these things. I think we started too early. And I think by the end, my son was super burnout. I reached out to a couple seventh grade moms that I know. And I was like, okay, guys, here's the thing. Like we did, we paid for private test prep and it was very expensive. And I don't think it was worth it. And so I am advising them on sort of these different ways. And I think it doesn't matter how much or how little money you have. A lot of people put a priority on education and their kids getting into the right schools to get an opportunity. Wholeheartedly believe in that. However, I think you also need a level set, kind of like um, the the return on the investment in a way that's like, what's what makes sense for your child? My oldest child has never tested high on any standardized test, like 90th percentile and above. He's never, never done that. Yeah. So what would make me think that for him to get into a school that he's going to, he's going to do that. And, and me thinking that I can give him, spend all this money on test prep and that he would result in, he did better. He, he definitely did better, but I think you have to know your kid and know what is that reach for them. And I think some of the things that I had hoped for were realistically beyond, um, well, beyond and, that. And, and that goes like, so research wise. So we had Gabby do an ACT boot camp. And in the state of Nevada to graduate high school, you have to take the ACT and get like a certain score. So she's going to have to. Those scores really getting into college don't matter anymore. It only would be if you scored super high, you could get scholarships and stuff, but they don't matter the way they mattered when you and I were going to school. But what I was going to say about that 
is research does show that those test preps, they do bump you up a few points. Yes. But yeah. to your point, so for a test like that, so you're looking at percentile, right? But for a test yeah. like ACT, SAT, you need points. And it really does matter if you bump up five points. It's a big deal, but that's not necessarily like a few points. If you're only going by percentile, isn't going to bump somebody up necessarily into a whole new level of academic. But studies do show the prep does help. But like you're saying, you started maybe too early. And and what does that prep look like for every kid knowing your child? What I would think for for Gabby, I don't know as much for Wes, but Gabby, very similar. It's like probably so the they take whatever standardized test they take. Let's say it was S back for Gabby in, in grade school. Mm-hmm. And her fourth grade teacher always scored really high. And the whole year she addressed test anxiety the whole year. That's all they did was to prepare them to not be anxious. We wrote letters to them that they would open in the middle of test day and gave them notes. She had a whole snack schedule to take breaks and have snacks. And so it's interesting. There's a holistic approach we can take instead of like read, take a test, read, take a test. Depending on the kid, I have a feeling for Wes, it's anxiety. For Gabby, it's anxiety and stress. Well, and I didn't know. So to your point, I didn't do any special accommodations for him, which meant he could have more time to take the test. And I had documentation that he could have. And I talked to him about it. And he was like, no, I'm okay. And it worked out fine for us. Yeah. But in talking to him and talking to other people, the ones who were in a similar boat who did get those accommodations did do better Yeah, on both tests. And so I think, but see, my whole issue with that is it's I feel like everyone is, that like everyone is doing the not everyone but a lot of people are a lot doing the accommodations thing and so I was sort of like I just want my kids to kind of just be in the mix of everybody else but like why are they even time tests and stuff you know I guess that's sort of like why does any of that really matter on that because a lot of it is allowing the kids to have more time if a kid needs more time why wouldn't you just give them more time are you trying you know, to like our I have some mixed feelings like in our school. So Gabby had a math test and she ran out of time and missed like three questions. And she asked a teacher and the teacher was like, no, the test is over. I think a lot of things I do, even when talking about the cooking, is I reflect like the real world. Right. You're like, let's compare that to the real world. And I don't know for you with time sensitive stuff, but I have never, ever, ever in the real world in a real job. Um, talk to somebody for more time and had an issue. I've never hit something where there wasn't something that we could work out. And so um, I've never been in a room, locked in a room and told to do something in a short amount of time. Well, and so I, it just doesn't reflect the real world. I agree. Plus, like, theoretically, you're taking a test. Either you yeah. know it or you don't. Right. 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 If you need but a little more time, is, who cares? Test anxiety is a thing. There are courses yeah. on text and test anxiety, books on test anxiety. Gabby had a teacher that really understood for math in seventh grade. She just gets test anxiety for math about, and it's only about time. And her teacher was so amazing. Her teacher was like, I had the same thing. The teacher had a 504 plan for um, to have accommodations for high school and in college. And it was only for math. And it was about time, freaking out about time. And as soon as we talked to that teacher and the teacher said, Gabby, if you don't finish, you can come after school and have more time. She never needed more time. It was just the idea of needing more time. And so, yeah, interesting. And also, I know that it's really crazy in the position that you're in, 
because not everyone's finding out if they got in. Some kids didn't get in. And so I know that just leads to a, a sticky situation of wanting Westa wanting to celebrate, but also not hurt his friend's feelings. And I think that just gets to be so difficult. I'm sure we're going to be experiencing that well, when Gabby I mean, applies to college. The you other know? thing like, too is it, it isn't so much even getting in or not getting in. We are fortunate enough that we can afford for Wes to go to a private school. And yeah. that's a great choice for a lot of kids. Yeah. Not everybody can afford that. And I feel really bad about that because I, I think every kid should have an opportunity to get a great education, right. right? And I do think, you know, there are opportunities for people through ways to make that happen, but right. it's right. still a sacrifice no matter how you yeah. slice it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think that, you know, I kudos to all of us chasing brighter babes yeah. out there who are really trying to, you know, raise our kids to give them the best opportunities and the best education. And it is not it's not so, like it weren't like our parents. We just stumbled into stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an effort. And and it's yeah. a lot of stress and anxiety on us to make that happen sometimes. So 100 percent. We talked about this last episode, but, you know, a few mom talks ago. I was very stressed out about Giovanni's education, and he said he's hated school every day since he was three years old. And the day Kelly and I recorded mom, the mom talk, I was like, maybe to change his schools, maybe, you know, this education isn't working for him. And he came in this, the car super, super happy. And I said, Giovanni, you're so happy. It looks like you had a great day. And I said, it's kind of confusing because you said you hate school. And he said, I never said that. And since then, he has not complained about school. But now I'm thinking it's anxiety. But for him, anxiety comes out like defiance. So he started baseball. I'm not sure about this new this new baseball coach. And um, they had to do bunting, which he's never done before. And so baseball has come very easy to Giovanni. And so now it's he has a, a skill he doesn't have. Right. So he's very uncomfortable not knowing how to do something. And I think he gets performance anxiety of letting the coach down. And then the coach told all the kids, I want you to come back and tell me your favorite baseball player. And you can't say, I don't know. Which is just such an uninformed way to talk to children. It's ridiculous. So he has so much anxiety about being embarrassed about having a favorite baseball player that every day since practice, he wants to quit baseball. And I'm clued into this. And I said, Giovanni, it sounds like you're really anxious about going to practice. He's like, I'm not anxious. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Well, can you give me some reasons why you don't want to go? I don't have a favorite baseball player. And Dominic, mom and dad, Justin, have all given him examples of baseball players and why he would like that baseball player. But that's not the truth. He doesn't follow baseball and have a favorite baseball player. And so I talked to him about it and he said, well, I'm going to say, I don't have a favorite baseball player. And then it's going to be really embarrassing. And I'm going to be really embarrassed. And then he said he doesn't want to bunt. And so what I suggest and what we did, and we'll see how this works in the car, is we're role playing. So we were in the car this morning and I role played and I said, hey, Giovanni, who's your favorite baseball player? And he said, I don't have one. And I said, oh, my gosh, me either. I love baseball so much. It's hard for me to pick one. And then you could just and he was kind of smiling. I said, let's do it again. And then he said, I don't have a favorite player. And I said, get out. You're not on this team anymore. And then he started laughing. And I said, and if that's what she does, we'll grab your baseball bag and we'll leave. And so I think sometimes some of the things we can do is like when our kids are screaming and don't want to do something, how can we explore that a little bit more and then maybe like role play? So that's what I wanted to talk about. 
I like, oh, I think goodness. it is for some kids who things come easy. I think trying new things is hard and trying to navigate the hoops of dealing with their anxieties and encouraging them. It's hard. And he likes yeah. to lay low and doesn't want any attention toward him. And mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, and I know, and the, the final point I wanted to talk about, I just, I just thought this was interesting. Um, we haven't gotten anything from the school yet about Valentine exchanges. Have you no. received anything? Okay. <clears throat> Two things. Number one, Target has an already made, I think it's three or five dollars, an already made box with a lid that comes off and a whole slit in it. So if you are tasked, ladies and gentlemen listening and our non-binary friends, if you're listening right now and you hear that you need to make a box of some sort for your child, check out Target. You can get it for five dollars already made. So one of the things I wanted to think about was like, what do you think about kids? I don't know how your school school does it, but our children's school since preschool. They just say from and their name and they're not allowed to say to and they have to bring one for every. Yes, correct. Okay. What do you think about that? You know, we're going to be talking about friendships and relationships this week. The idea of making kids be friends and be nice to everybody when that's not the reality of the world. So let's if we even go back to how it was for us for Valentine's Day, any boy I like, I read real hard into those Valentines. (laughs) You really? I did. Because you didn't get one from everyone. So you're like, oh my God, I got one from two. Yeah, it said like, I like you. Oh my God, maybe it does. Um, Maybe he does. So when we went to Target last week, now that Wes is in baseball, Brian went, now I'm going to the regular 45 minute Target trip, which you don't get through much of Target 45 minutes if you lollygag. Right. It's really six aisles. (laughs) Yeah. So we stumbled upon the Valentine's Day aisles. And so I was like, Beck, why don't you pick out your Valentine's for the class? And, you know, they had an assortment of things, obviously. So we're going to do a card and a candy of some sort. So he he actually looked through. He looked at the back of every Valentine's Day box to see which is the most I'm going to go with innocuous messaging consistently of all of them. That wasn't like, I love you. Yeah. yeah. He he yeah. didn't want anything. So the one we got has a, it's a secret scratch off message. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just going to make it say hi for everybody. Like he wanted us to be so neutral. Which I appreciate. So to your point, why do Valentines have to be so cheesy? Also, I can see when they're like three, four, five. I typically just print out a label that says happy Valentine's Day. From Beckett, oh slap yeah, stick yeah. it on a we bag and sign call it a day. Totally, yeah. yeah. So there are ways to make it easy, but it is a strange, um, strange like tradition that hasn't evolved much. Yeah, well, because I think when we were kids, I don't remember. Would you have not given a Valentine to somebody? You had to go across. I remember and walk around the room and stick like up boxes. into fifth grade. Yeah. That you, yeah, every kid had a box. On their desk, and you right. went and you put in your stuff. Did now, you not give some to kids on purpose? No, never. No, but I don't, there were I don't other kids so. that you got like a special one, right? Like so, I, I, I remember, remember that being. I remember specific. it would be like, oh, okay, I'm going to give these three special ones. Well, because you week. named them, we would name yeah. them, right? Yeah, so yeah, you, were, I would also. Strawberry shortcake, cardboard Valentine. Right. You know, think like, oh, I want to give this to Heather, and I'll give right. this one to Jenny That's or what whatever. I'm it is. Yeah. Right. And so it's just interest. It's just I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying anything's right or wrong. I just think it's fascinating that we're like you have to give one to every single person in the class, 
and nothing can be special or whatever. And it's just kind of interesting um, because that's not real life, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're an asshole, you you don't get a Valentine. (laughs) Not like Cole in the sock stocking. No, exactly. We want to wish our fellow Chasing Brighter Babes a happy Galentine's. Have a great Valentine's week. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. If you love today's episode, please share. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at ChasingBrighter.com. And we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.